0: very warm welcome to all our listeners thank you for tuning in i hope you will enjoy this podcast let's see things are looking fine okay it's recording let's start hi manak thank you so much for joining us it's a pleasure to have you on blitz business
1: hey Ashish. it's a pleasure to be talking to you Awesome. Let's get started.
0: So uh, tell us, first of all, a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. uh, Grew up in a middle-class family. Dad was a banker, SBI. Uh, Growing up, I've seen uh, a lot of things happening, uh, like businesses and all, and have always been fascinated about business rather than work because I used to see my dad uh, talking about his work and it used to sound uh, really monotonous and all. So never wanted to work and Like do something more exciting and uh, started my uh, journey with music because I uh, play guitar and I had my band as well as I used to perform in college. Always wanted to do something in the music field but figured out that uh, people don't really pay for music in India so it wouldn't work out and had seen a lot of friends struggling in the scene as well and then basically went to IIT, met my co-founder there Preetam brainstormed a lot of ideas and then finally settled on the food industry because that's kind of something that I'm very passionate about uh, also being a bengali <laughs> foodie being a foodie is like it's already inside in your blood as you say right so that's how failed uh, with my first startup due to circumstances but learned a lot during that and back again at it with my second company explorex yeah, that's a bit about me failed startup ki story about. Tell us a little bit about that first. Before the failed, uh, like I'll tell you something that a lot of people skip. It's about how the journey started with me, right? Like, so when uh, me and Pritam met, he's one year junior to me. uh, We didn't even have a concrete idea, right? I was thinking of all the things that I experienced myself. Like I used to travel. I still travel a lot. And at that point of time, we were thinking of something like uh, uh, making what you call uh, budget hotels more discoverable and all right at that point of time OYO was also starting but they had a different value prop we were thinking of a different value prop but that idea never took off like we didn't even work on it then like this personal pain point of like IIT Kharagpur being 150 170 kilometers away from the main city Kolkata so me and my co-founder both were from Kolkata and on weekends we didn't stay back in the hostel we used to uh, travel taking a local train like two and a half three hours that journey and then we used to go to let's say a bar or something to drink have beer and all and we used to get disappointed that hey you said tuborg was available and now you don't have it available and now you're saying you have to take a budweiser or something which is like double the cost and we were in college with like pocket money from uh, our families and all so the, the these were the things that basically led us to that first startup as we discovered that restaurants didn't have any tool or any medium to publish uh, updates real time Like if, if there's an event how do you let your customers know real time if you have a menu change how do you know you, uh, let them know that uh, these are the things available these are not uh, then again like discounts offers all of those things and, and this was uh, early 2017 uh, late 2016 that I'm talking about so Uh, that's how the first startup journey started, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you just want to know what uh, we started out with, we basically built a platform wherein restaurants could uh, create their own profiles and in real time update all of the things that I said, like menu updates, event updates, offer updates and all. And we thought that it's a great idea. People would definitely love it. So uh, we created an Android app at the very beginning, pre did almost all of the coding for the backend, the Android app, the iOS app, everything single-handedly. And we figured out that nobody was downloading. We tried reaching out to bloggers. Few people even decided to help, but nothing really moved. And we blamed the city that, hey, Kolkata is a little uh, backward in terms of technology adoption and all. So it's yeah. not working out. And this was the time when I had dropped out but i was still staying in college because Pritham was one year junior and he was just finishing uh his final year and then he had a pre-placement offer from linkedin so we both flew down to bangalore took up a flat started staying together i used to go out uh, and meet restaurants in bangalore doing the same thing and he used to uh, work du- uh, at linkedin during the day and code during the night uh, bootstrapping mm-hmm. the journey and the same experience like tons of restaurants like 150 175 restaurants signed up on this found it exciting but We couldn't get customers excited enough to download an app for this right Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's the first part where we failed and we learned that uh, that advice that start with a burning problem that you yourself face and you can build something valuable doesn't always work because you might end up being in the minority as well right so uh, that's uh, like the 2018 2017 mid to 2018 mid kind of a journey and then uh, and we tried a lot of things in this. We tried to put in loyalty. We tried to do a lot of things and we figured out that loyalty for standalone outlets do not work. Uh, mm-hmm. Discovery is something that Zomato was improving at, at that point of time before like food delivery really took off. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then we did the obvious thing. We started talking to people like actual customers that what are your burning points and mm-hmm. figured out they Uh, we can book our cabs from our phone. Like if I have to go home from this restaurant, I don't have to go down and wait for a cab to show up. I can book my movie tickets on my phone. I don't have to queue outside an Inox or a PVR anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I can almost do a lot of things on my phone, but still when I come to this restaurant, I have to wait for a waiter to come and greet me or give me a menu and then again, uh, take my order. And for everything, I'm dependent on this person. Why can't I do these things on my phone? Like I can have my menu on my phone. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the Eureka moment for us, right? That's Mm -hmm. what led to all the learnings that we put into ExploreX because it was at that point in 2019 when we started QR code ordering, we started with some of the big names in Bangalore like Big Brewski, Vapor, uh, Mm -hmm. La Casa, there was a beauty called Brew and Barbecue and a a lot more. And we saw that people were downloading the app and not only that, but they were using it at other places also when they visited and if we were present there. And we constantly kept collecting feedback while the feedback on the customer end was brilliant. This is also the time we realized that restaurant tech was like decades behind in terms of innovation or anything and restaurants were struggling. So towards the end of 2019, we thought so could really- So basically, you started with QR code in Explorex. That's what you're saying. No, uh, we started QR codes in Eatable towards the last part of Eatable, which was our first venture. Uh Okay. Right. And while we were growing, we were talking to investors and all 2020 happened. So, you know, restaurants shut down and our business was dine-in business where people would come and scan and order Mm -hmm. and do all of those things. And uh, we... Were majorly as i said bootstrapping so we had to shut that down because lockdown nobody had any clarity key. what would happen when would restaurants be back when would people be able to go back at that point of time vaccines were just in discussions right we didn't even have the vaccine till a couple of months or maybe two quarters down the uh, lockdown right mm-hmm. so that's like when uh, i don't still consider that as a failure i think that as a part of my journey where I got an incredible opportunity to learn more about what's the problem very deeply and realize that the way we were solving it, it was not the customer's pain point, but rather it was the lack of technology innovation or uh, lack of technical capabilities of the tools that restaurants are using, which were causing not just customer uh, experience to fall, but also like the staff and everybody to have a tough time working there right and you already know the restaurants have like 70 percent plus attrition it's not a like dream job for anyone Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this is like what happened and we applied to yc for a third time with our learnings and said we don't have a product the market is closed as you know in india we (laughs) don't even have any customers but we have a ton of learnings and this is what we did and this is what we learned and these are our key insights and We think that there should be something uh, like an ecosystem, which basically has a set of interconnected tools built out that talk to each other and get a lot of things automated. And we got into YC, got that 150K, which is a lot of money for three, four people uh, in India, right, to uh, start up, Mm -hmm. and started the Explorex journey, started talking to our old customers, whoever were available, didn't have a product even on demo day. Uh, didn't raise any money on Demo date, like uh, that was intentionally, but did make a lot of investor connects. And once the market opened up, we basically started, uh, like we were already working on the MVP. We basically launched the MVP before Valentine's Day of 2021, which was just again, QR code ordering, but this time it was linked to our own order management system. Because in E-table, what happened was when a customer ordered, it used to fall on our dashboard. And from there, uh, staff had to manually enter that into the order management system that they were doing. And because the QR codes gave customers the freedom to order, they were ordering more frequently. Uh, Order volume went up, revenue for the owners went up. They were happy, but staff was not very happy because their work increased multifold. And that's what we solved. And because lockdown ended and restaurants opened up a lot of restaurant staff didn't come back because they are migrant workers and without us they would have had a really really tough time managing that valentine's day crowd and that's how the explorex validation the explorex journey actually started
0: so in one line basically you guys then you manage the entire
1: uh, order automation is it Uh, that was what we started with today we do a lot more Today we uh, do everything from order management to your inventory management, vendor management, crea- raising purchase orders to vendors, uh, payments. Right? We are partnered with MSY Pine Labs and even banks, and we do uh, not only Razor Pay payments on your phone, but you can literally use your credit card or uh, on a EDC device, right? And that is provided by us. Uh, And because of and we leverage data heavily, like because of this data that we were able to uh, study and create models out of like studying restaurant uh, revenue trends, margin trends. We uh, right now even launched a lending support on the platform. Right. Okay. so we basically want to be that one uh, ecosystem wherein a restaurant owner doesn't need to go to anybody else other than us for anything that they need. So what's the business model? They pay you in free food. (laughs) That's one part of it. Uh, (laughs) Free food have always been the thing. Yeah, like uh, when I used to even do sales, like I was the only person doing sales and uh, product and Pritam was doing coding all the time. So whenever I used to go for meetings during lunchtime, I used... every day almost I used to get free food, right? Free food, free <laughs> mocktails. That was very encouraging as well. Ki, tk, like when you start up and bootstrap, you don't have a, mon- a lot of money to go to restaurants. Food. But when you're getting free food, sometimes okay. during evenings, we would even get offered beer and which was great. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was a fun journey. While the struggles were there, the fun was also there. It was not totally uh, like a, what you call like a very sad journey very very tiresome yes it was but it had the fun part as well made a lot of friends because of that
0: And and usiki learnings got you translated into this more structured business model or option. Yeah. So yeah yeah was, yeah that particular piece so uske baad, what was the fundraise after 150k you guys
1: did anything more fundraise yeah yes. so, uh, what
0: the, yeah
1: Fun story, uh, Like, uh, so my group partners were Tim Brady, Kevin Lin from Twitch. Tim Brady was the third guy of Yahoo. He was the CPO at Yahoo, by the way, right? and uh, Aaron. So Kevin, I saw after Demo Day, had invested in a few uh, companies from our batch, right? And uh, like the post, the Valentine's Day part, I think uh, if you're from Bangalore, you'll know that we had lockdown 2.0 between uh, March, April, uh, May till June, right? And we started talking to both customers, restaurant owners, restaurant staff and started like because that 150K was there. We started building more features that once the market opens so that we do not have pressure that okay, Jaha pay, we have deployed. They are wanting more now because we just had order management. So we started doing a little bit more like we put Razorpay payments into the web app so that customers could now pay. Like before that, customers could only order. They could not pay on the web app. And when the market opened up, we started seeing like tremendous because people had a lot of uh, fear that what can happen like lockdown 2.0, lockdown 3.0 was also like something that was being speculated. So uh, we started uh, seeing a lot of referrals and adoption as well. And we started seeing uh, volumes and everything go up. That's when we basically reconnected back with all the investors that connected on demo day. And I just uh, happened to call Kevin and just discuss what we were doing how far we have progressed and he he gave us a lot of advice and at the end of the call I said hey how come you never invested in us we were also in the same batch right and Kevin said you never asked you guys never asked that's why I said okay fine like uh, I'm asking now would you invest he said yeah send over the details I'll just wire the money and my uh, that pre seed round of 850k happened like within a week right like just money kept coming in, safe safe notes went out and it didn't take a lot of time. We were focused uh, on building. Like for me, oftentimes what happens is founders, when they're fundraising, they have to spend a lot of time. It's a lot of uh, this thing, mental pressure and all. I could just focus on building and the money was just coming in. Like one night I'm taking a call with Hoff. Hoff just con- confirmed within 24 hours that, okay, we'll just put in the money. And the partner himself put in... Uh, money as an angel as well because he liked the business model so much next Mm -hmm. i had a call with pioneer pioneer just within 48 hours the money was within so that was an incredible feeling right so we raised that round then we kept growing kept building the team as well Uh, raised our seed round last year of 5 million that also happened like i think uh, two weeks max for all the paperwork and everything to happen and money to come in like 15 days type of thing existing mm-hmm. investors saw the growth they were like why would you want to go out at this point of time take the money from us and just focus on building don't waste your time fundraising that happened today we are working with some of the best brands in bangalore like 46 ounces fox in the field vapor shakespeare tiger tiger lakasa like i could name a lot not just these like nationally present uh, brands like barcas like they started out with us with one outlet Today they are with around 15 and they're opening five more this year. Uh, We have uh, like brands like Kebarbek and all that started out with us as a very, very early restaurant making, let's say, if they're making X amount of revenue at that point of time when they joined us today, they're making 3X. And I'm not joking, like that's data that we have, Mm. right? Uh, And I know 3X growth is unbelievable because it was unbelievable for us and it doesn't happen for everybody, but this guy did. Right. And that, that kept motivating us. None of our customers left us even though like it was not a smooth journey. Like when systems went down, like when we scaled uh, without being prepared for it, uh, system going down on a weekend night. And most, most of our uh, partners happened to be pubs and breweries like at that point of time. And Saturday nights like crazy. It ni galies, like people were like, We'll leave, we'll not use, we'll make sure nobody uses. And then next, like, next day was make sure this doesn't happen again. You guys are doing yeah. really good job. We are not leaving, but don't let this happen. And it happened even after that. Luckily, yeah. Touch, wood, since New Year, we didn't have those issues. We have been fixing a lot of things, and we have fixed a lot of things. Mm. Uh, and we are getting tons of referrals. But yeah, the journey has been super like it's 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 a it's a sign curve or a or the cost curve it's up and down and up and down all of those <laughs> but it's good to know
0: at least you know uh, whenever yeah. uh guests come they have like different different terrible fundraising stories but it's good to know the positive side also getting capital uh 24 hours 48 hours uh you know yeah, yeah. And, and i, I think, think if mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, i think if we have this call maybe towards the end of this year or early next year i the story might change because i will be raising again uh, in some time so i don't know if that's the thing that happened the last two times is going to happen again but We're yeah <laughs> you <can> update <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely
0: <laughs> awesome so, so that's how you guys sort of started capital fundraise. And so what is now your business model? How do you charge? It's a subscription fee for a restaurant per location. Like what's the business model?
1: Yeah. So see, we are uh, not basically, I can't give you a fixed business model as of now because we're still figuring out, but I'll tell you that, yeah, we do charge a SaaS fee, which is negligible at this point of time uh, mm-hmm. per outlet. We Mm -hmm. do make a lot of money on the payment processing that we do because of Mm -hmm. the bank partnerships and all. We have a good amount of margin on that as well. Now that we have started lending, there's a margin that's going to come from that as well, right? And to be very honest, uh, this year end, we are going to start something that will also enable restaurants to bring in footfall, right? Like, uh, we will be able to bring bring footfall for restaurants. Uh, So that will be a consumer side of it. Like, since we have already done it previously and we know now that what needs to be fixed and there there's going to be money coming from that we do have advertising opportunity coming from a lot of brands that i other than inside restaurant won't be able to do advertisements right so at this point of time we don't know which is going to be our major uh, revenue source and what's going to be the revenue model and the uniqueness of the business model na, uh, is something that tells us that we can undercut anybody on anything because we can make money on other channels and always keep undercutting on other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where we are. Like Business model is going to be mostly transaction fees.
0: Alright. So it's still evolving. You're still yeah. but focus is on growth. Get the numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. So yes. Action.
0: Awesome. Alright.
1: So how yeah. do you
0: feel about in this space I think um, competition?
1: Yeah, so you know that's both a positive and a negative thing because uh, the restaurant software industry is heavily fragmented in terms mm. of a ton of local players are there in every market. There are only two to three nationally well-known names that are there but other than that and mo- most of these, like 99% of these are just run like a family business where they are running a profitable business copying each other out and just pri- fighting a price war or ui ux war like there's no other usb because uh, you're copying the other thing and you're just building the same things at the end of the day so for mm-hmm. us in terms of competition we don't have like very uh, heavily funded people in the same space fighting for market share and all of those things that's one on the innovation part as well most of these guys do not even have a tech team they have built it by third party guys, and they're just shipping it today. So, we are uh, way ahead even on the innovation curve, and it uh, is going to be super difficult, like uh, close to impossible for any of those guys to get into the payment section that we have gotten into, right? And that also we were able to do because we had a lot of support from the startup ecosystem. Like, uh, Kaitan from MSWide supported us heavily, uh, like, uh, RazorPay guys, Pine Labs is also now partnered with us. Uh, and there are certain technicalities, there are certain legalities to payments which needs like a dedicated team, like a dedicated finance, a dedicated legal team before you can do that. Licensing, security, all of those. So, in that way, yes, that's the positive part of it. The negative part of it is uh, when we speak to, let's say, some. Uh, local uh, investors or Indian investors, they kind of know that, okay, there are so many softwares, but they don't know the reality of it. So they feel that it's a heavily cluttered market. How are you going to cut through that? Mm -hmm. So that is a part, but it's always there. Like there's always going to be that part to, I think, almost anything. So yeah, that's just it.
0: So what is then the in this entire, how do you plan to create that differentiation?
1: yeah so you know what like uh, the true differentiation is only felt by your customers it will uh, so a few days back i was having a conversation over zoom with a vc right and he was telling me uh, hey then in the next call let's do a product demo and i said i can't do a product demo on a call because if you want a product demo you have to come with me to a restaurant outlet and you have to experience it yourself because it's a physically happening event I can't come in and show you how payments is actually solving so much for a waiter's life. For example, uh, a lot of people don't know this. So when you go to a restaurant and you have dined uh, and you are just going to check out, you're giving your credit card to the waiter. He's looking at your bill, entering that amount on the card swiping EDC machine, collecting your payment and you as a customer leave. but there's a lot more that happens in the uh, like behind the scenes. So he has to again go back to the, order management terminal he has to uh, enter and record these payments details to that uh, particular table so that it is available for the next guest and if somebody else is taking order at that point of time then he has to wait customers will have to wait because of that and this is not just the end of it like he's not only getting abused because customers are waiting but at the end of the day when the restaurant closes for the day he has to sit back with the manager and uh, the cashier and tally everything because the charge slips from the edc's uh, have to be matched to the record that have been manually made on the ordering plat- uh, ordering software right and it takes around a good two to three hours depending on the size of the restaurant but the minimum it would take uh, 45 minutes to one hour and now why we did payments is something that we have a core belief that every product that we build shouldn't just shouldn't just be a solution like okay Yeh karna hai yeh it should also impact the person's life so when we did payments we had this uh thing wherein once we started with stripe, we said that we'll use your devices but the app and everything that runs on it will be ours it won't be the stripe app or anything like that and why we did that was because now when a waiter comes in with that machine he doesn't enter the amount he enters the table number and the amount is automatically pre-filled So when he collects the payment on the ABC, he doesn't have to go back to the terminal to record this payment. It is automatically because the app is ours, the billing system, the order management, everything is ours. It automatically speaks to it and records the transaction. So night audits have been cut down by 70% because of us. Now waiters can go home one hour at least earlier. And that makes a lot of difference in their life, right? He doesn't have to walk back to the terminal. He can serve the next guest as soon as uh, he has collected the payment. And not just that. If, if you go to any of our partner restaurants, you'll see at the, if you take a paper bill, at the bottom of the bill, there will be a QR code. If you scan that with your UPI app, the amount will be pre-filled and you can fi- pay. And it will also automatically settle the table for that. So the waiter doesn't have to come in and like the customer also doesn't have to wait. And then there's web app uh, payments as well. So, the clear objective was to make people's lives better, which basically is creating convenience in their life. And what we have learned from the journey of e-commerce companies is they have made us addicted to convenience. And that's what we are doing for the staff as well. Oh, right. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's the payment story. Like, the inventory story is also similar. Like, uh, why would you want to manually every day take stock that, okay, this is there? You have, you do, you can do that. But we have this thing called recipe and we have it even in a deeper manner called sub recipe, wherein like sauces made in house, like using your own tomatoes and all, how much. So every time, uh, uh, let's say, for example, a biryani is ordered and raita comes in with it, raita will be a sub recipe. So th- those quantities will automatically get diminished from your inventory, which will give the owner an idea that how efficient is my kitchen and it, it prevents a lot of theft. It gives clear idea that what happened and what not. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's like really like one of our customers had ordered hundred kilos of mutton, like before us, and they had lost like 20 kilos was missing. 25 kilos was wasted. Now imagine the loss that he has had to take on that. And there was no record for this. Oh, wow. So, so automatically doing all of these things actually creates so much convenience for people that even if, Somebody else comes and meets an owner and says that, okay, we'll give it to you for cheaper, switch to us. Staff will fight against it. And the second thing is because of the ecosystem way we have built it, it's not like replacing a software. Tomorrow, if you tell me that, okay, we are not going to use the bridge OS, we'll just stop. We will stop everything. It's not just your bridge OS for billing. It will be your customer data gone, your payment services gone, your lending support gone, your inventory management and vendor list, all of those gone. Everything goes out of the window so So that's how integrated we are at a restaurant
0: so i'm circling so one question a few questions Mm -hmm. coming to my mind is then yeah um so are you first of all seeing a lot of transactions happening on digital front yeah we cash be
1: dominate yeah so if i give it it is a very very market dependent question right so if i tell you bangalore bangalore has an average of like our system it's 10 percent is cash Uh, so 60% of the payments actually go through us like right Mm -hmm. at a restaurant like if it's doing one crore business in a month almost 60 lakhs go through us then there are these platforms like Zomato Pro, Dineout Pay wherein those contribute to around 12 to 14% of a restaurant's Mm -hmm. revenue then Swiggy and Zomato like the delivery platforms contribute around 8 to 9% of their revenue Uh, cash is around Somewhere around ten percent depends on the type of person. but if you talk about Kolkata, which is a market that we started around twenty five to twenty eight percent is cash right uh Delhi Delhi we see around seventeen percent cash Hyderabad mm-hmm. we just launched, and based on the initial data, we are saying it's around fifteen percent is cash, so it depends completely from market to market, but cash we are seeing reducing year on year
0: up to burga over two thousand ke. Baad.
1: Yeah, after 2000, it will increase, but restaurants are also like, uh, they will be like, change is not, everybody has shifted to, it, and they pushed, <laughs> if you have card, just do the UPI. I uh, tried that, my son, I had only one note, and my partner restaurant didn't take it. It was a bill of some 1100, and he like, said, sir, change is not, there is no cash, we have all bank banks in the bank. And I had to literally do an UPI. <laughs> so they are also smart they will not say will not take it but there is a change or
0: they will try to maximize their business <laughs> so what are the so then moving on uh, so what are your now? what are the next few milestones you are looking at
1: yeah, so uh, see milestone wise our north star metric has always been uh, increasing the number of restaurants that are on the platform because that directly affects everything like payment volume Orders like last month, April, we did uh, five lakh orders in a month. That was our five lakh order month, right? Mm-hmm. The next uh, goal is like by August, we need to do a million orders on the platform, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we are also uh, like looking at because we are na- nationally present, and we are looking at expanding to uh, like we are already in Delhi and NCR, but we're also looking at expanding to Chandigarh, Jaipur. Uh, we were at Mumbai. So, we are now doing Pune, uh, Goa. So, we last year was all about Bangalore. This year is all going to be all about India. Like, as much as possible, we enter markets. And there are market stories as well. Like, Delhi is actually particularly pretty hard to crack because what I'm getting from the Delhi market is there's a lot of corruption, if you say. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> local software will They will say that, okay, uh, they'll meet the GM. They'll not even meet the owner. They'll meet the GM and say, okay, you pay me 80,000. Uh, so the owners say uh, 80,000 30,000 could and 50,000 owner malda, system ko so mm-hmm. those kind of things uh, we we are challenges uh, that we are looking at so maybe we have to directly reach out to the owners mm-hmm. every market mm-hmm. has its own challenge uh, so that's what uh, but this year's milestone is like uh, by the end of the year be nationally present in a significant manner ek restaurant, do restaurant ho gaye. be nationally present in all major cities and in a significant manner and, international plan? Yeah, so see, we have a few clients who have outlets in Middle East, but the thing is, we want to focus in India. Maybe we can do a minor, we can give them the support for Middle East, but will not officially launch a business outside India right now, not at least this year, right? Because India itself is such a big market. Like, uh, everybody, while they focus on uh, the prime cities like Bangalore, Hyderabad, Pune, uh, Chennai, Delhi, and all, what people don't realize is there's a much, much bigger market if you go inside India, but it's very, very fragmented. Like, let's talk about Karnataka, Mangalore, Udupi. These places have tremendous amount of restaurants and I keep visiting these places. So I keep keep seeing very good restaurant. Mangalore has this restaurant called Village, which is extremely big, extremely fancy, like very good. But the sad part is when I looked at the software, it was like something from maybe pre-independence. So (laughs) as a type of, like it, it was... UI and like it's so difficult right and they are using card payments UPI has penetrated everywhere but no solution for them there's no help for that uh, a recent uh, news was that Zomato just pulled out of 225 cities right mm-hmm. so that means that those, res- those cities had restaurants, they j- couldn't just support the delivery unit economics because you need to have a delivery guy, you need to have enough delivery volume because salary margin company. We don't have that uh, what you call uh, problem because uh, with us, what uh, happens is we are just deploying virtual मतलब, software. We don't need any physical key product so we can be present in all of these cities. For example, we don't have a single person from Explorex in Lucknow. And we didn't even go. We did everything from Bangalore. So we have figured out also that how can we set in Bangalore and go live, let's say in Shillong or even Srinagar, and scale. So that's the market opportunity that we have, which a lot of people do not get to understand because delivery has become so big they're like okay you are going to be a subset of delivery right I'm saying no look at our uh, payment volume and see that delivery is a subset of whatever we make <laughs> so that's the exciting part
0: mm-hmm. got it so Abhi ka plan hai basically focus on India yeah India yeah yeah all these different territories and maybe go on site and try food also and see ki on board kisko karna hai, bhi hai nahi karna
1: <laughs> Haan, exactly, exactly. And we are very selective. So uh, we don't work with cloud kitchens. We don't work with cloud kitchens ke kaam karte, unless they have a physical dine in outlet. The That's reason okay. being that the primary model for revenue is payments, and cloud kitchens have a revenue uh, delivery platforms. Right? Like, we don't get to uh, take anything out of their SaaS. Pe humko hai. And one more thing that I've learned in all my uh, history in this industry is that it's a very, very risky business because you're totally dependent on this. Delivery platforms for visibility or orders, and the day something happens, like say radius reduction, you have promoting some other brand over you, you literally become invisible and your business literally dies. Right? So it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to work there. Got it. So basically physical otherwise you're not uh, Otherwise, you have to be a brand like let's say Fasos, which is so well known that you'll go and search for Fasos or you'll search for Barrows or you'll search for Oven Story, like. Smooth, you'll search for smooth if you because you want something from smooth. But that's not the case with 90% or even more than 90% of the cloud kitchens that open up, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Understandable. Understandable. So yeah. then sort of moving on, since mm-hmm. you, you have been in this segment, it's a pura analysis insights and data we ah. <laughs> So what is the uh, this is for our listeners now. So what is that mm-hmm. opportunity? Is you see, people can tap into which you guys are not looking because you're too busy into your own things. What are those other opportunities
1: someone can tap into this? <laughs> yeah, that's a very difficult question because uh, even <laughs> a few founders have asked me, right? And they were doing something, and I was very honest to them that, look, you are doing this, which is again, uh, the main reason is we have an ecosystem vision which covers anything and everything that basically can be done for a restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can do something today, let's say, let's say you start uh, uh, something like uh, marketing for restaurants or like, how do you get, uh, you build a, uh, there, there's the, the the small companies which do cover charges for restaurants. Like they provide cards, you can give to a customer. There are some smaller loyalty players. Uh, we will do loyalty for uh, your restaurant we have been there, done that, right? So we will bring it back at some point of time. And that will be a very small part of us. Like we already have this EDC machines in the tap and pay work so at NFC. Like we have those things built out as well, not just deployed. So this industry, my, my look at it is we are probably not going to leave any space for anybody in this industry. Like we're already eating up the existing ones and we will basically dominate this space now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that can be a very bold statement as well, but that's the vision that I'm talking about. I'll be honest. Like, why would I say that? we go by a lot of data. Lending bhi, humne kiya, we we realize that a restaurant is on a leased or rented property because mortgage ke liye, they don't have anything to give out. Unsecured loan will be a like 50 lakhs is done through credit card, he'll get twenty percent of that because recollection is the main pain point. So mm-hmm. we Uh, when we partnered with our uh, partners for lending, we were able to basically provide 80 to 150% as a loan for our partner restaurants on the revenue, not just on the card volume, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is the power of the entire ecosystem. It, It kind of is going to become like, let's say what the app store is, like where Apple dominates everything. After like I'll tell what can be made uh, is things like services uh, wherein uh, something in our marketplace can be made. Uh, like we have digital menus for restaurants where people can come in and provide templates. Like you can create your own template for a digital menu or you can create your own template for certain things like Shopify, ka hai, right? The hmm. Shopify marketplace. Those can be there. But otherwise, we see that we are going to do almost everything except for maybe food delivery. Yoki, Swiggy and Zomato are doing really, really well and this conversation of ONDC and all of those things are going on, but I, I'm a strong supporter of the aggregator model. <laughs> convenience, it's just about convenience.
0: Let, let me then flip it. You said yeah. delivery to karegeni because Swiggy and Zomato karegeni and it's a capital
1: intensive activity. So, uh-huh. what
0: stopped them entering into this?
1: Yeah. So uh, Look at Swiggy, right? When they acquired DineOut, So Dineout had acquired this platform called Torkus which was doing uh, the billing and everything and they could have like when Swiggy actually acquired Dineout because of the scale of Swiggy I was a little concerned that Swiggy can do almost everything that we are doing because they have the uh, firepower and all but they decided to shut Torkus because then I understood and I also spoke to a few friends there uh, that Swiggy's focus is purely winning the delivery space and if you look at their expansions they have done uh, Instamart, they have done Genie they are trying to do a lot of more uh, electronics and all of those things as well so they know that they are very focused which is what I like about Swiggy as a company they are very focused on market I in and dine-in like even if you look uh, at the Swiggy dine-out they don't have reservation support anymore on that, they just have the discounting that they did because Zomato, pay if you have a membership you can get free delivery along with you can go to a restaurant get, get discounts Swiggy 1 was not going to become that attractive anymore. So they had to do this to make Swiggy 1 more attractive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a, by the way, if Swiggy wants to do this also, they will have to have a very dedicated uh, focus because it's an even larger market than food delivery. To be very, very honest. So it's a company a company. Right. And that will take a significant amount of like what you call effort and everything. And it will be probably led by PMs. So that's another disadvantage that they are going to have. Instamart worked out because there was nothing truly challenging Instamart at that point of time. Mm-hmm. And it was a better service, by the way. Like big basket, you had to wait for hours or at least days to get your things. Instamart was like Ada and Temam L Jaiga. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Coffee, coffee, coffee activity is. ecosystem. Me. <laughs> Anything
1: I'll I'll give you a few more insights, right? Like, let's say this industry is not so much like the dining industry or how the restaurants work. It's a restaurants are the most complex form of offline business. If you look at a shoe brand or if you look at a mobile store or a t shirt store, you have SKU equal to item, like a t shirt is an SKU and it's an item as well. A shoe is an SKU and an item as well. But when I said like uh, a biryani, We'll have SKUs like chicken, rice, onion, masalas, so many things. So many SKUs mixed to create that biryani. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's, it's a very, very complex form of business. And uh, like it's, it's something that has never been touched. Like let's say vendors, for example. Uh, vendors are people who supply many things, like not just raw materials, like uh, perishables, like vegetables and fruit, but cutlery and all. And these are local people. Jo ki ka- pe hai, and they have limitations Unke sales army, sales close. Karo. So they serve maybe 15-20 outlets at a time. And they have the delivery limitations because they don't have a fleet of vehicles as well at their disposal. And there are things like restaurant consultants jo lete to just connect the vendor to the restaurant or the staff to the restaurant. On our platform, pe, because we do vendor management, restaurant has all vendor details de tha, which is kind of like a listing but private listing. Matlab, Ashish can only see his vendors, Nirvik can only see his vendors, I can only see my vendors. Mm-hmm. But what we realized I went to Ahar this year and I saw so many vendors which are going to completely vanish after this event. How do you create visibility wherein these guys are able to basically find new restaurants, restaurants are able to find these guys, they are able to place orders. There is a lot of lending work ka like nobody pays you on day one. You get paid 45 to 90 days. So, those things need to be solved. Uh, and then, deliveries is a big, big problem, which can be partnered with companies like Porter, Let's Transport, and all. Or at an interstate level, maybe Delivery, Blue Dart, and all. But nobody's thinking, nobody's looking at these things. And I am kind of a guy who has almost company of fundraising. My only other thing, apart from fundraising and maybe a little bit of product, is QM. Ma just QM quality ma maintenance. Ki pe kya chal hai. I keep visiting restaurants, I keep doing things, and uh, I keep gathering insights. So that's uh, like how I'm building this organization. Oh wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Very interesting, very interesting. Lot, lots to ponder over and for someone to looking to start <laughs> in this space. Lot of learning. Um thanks yeah. a ton.
1: I mean yeah, you can go on and on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe once I'm racing and i round going race the story
0: to it Definitely.
1: Definitely. No, no. Awesome. Thanks sir. thanks,
0: a ton, man, for sharing all these insights. So, any uh, final, uh, anything you want to share, which I may have missed asking or any anything you want to
1: share? Yeah. With Absolutely. So I'll share something very uh, controversial or very uh, like against the norm, right? And it's not just my advice, but somebody else had said this before me, so I'll just uh, give that credit. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you know about this company called Rippling. So Parker Conrad is uh, the CEO. He was the founder of Zenefits, another YC founder himself. He is building Rippling similar to like what we are doing and he's been doing it since 2017. So he's been there before us. And he says that startups are advised to focus and focus on a niche and solve for one problem, which is where most companies lose out. Uh, my opinion would be, even if you're starting off with a niche, always have a focus of creating an ecosystem around it because that strengthens the moat like anything and that also creates a, a high exit barrier for your customers. Switching cost are a and you really create value by solving uh, a set of interconnected problems at one go rather than focusing on ki, chalo, i'll just be specific for this uh, and there are tons of examples today like if you look at slack versus microsoft teams slack was a point solution where they did something very significant and then microsoft came in and said ye bhi karunga itna value add kar and that is why if you see the top 5 10 companies up there they're all uh, ecosystems of some kind like even google Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, these are all ecosystems. So, yeah, building an ecosystem from day one is tough. But if you are able to build an ecosystem and if you have an ecosystem approach, you will build a business that is going to be very, very difficult to replace or compete against. So, that's my advice that have that ecosystem mindset when you start up.
0: No, definitely. It's an excellent point because... uh... I have also discussed this point with other guests also. It's the see you have to look from the perspective investor. But as a founder, what is yeah. what is that defense you have and what sort of if you haven't tried couple of things beforehand, the ecosystem story, mm-hmm. you know, you never know first
1: of all value at Niklega, Kitna Niklega. So Yeah, exactly. And and focus on one thing. Just mm-hmm. Focus on maximizing the value for your customer. Matlab, don't get happy that you have solved something and you have made a customer happy. Try to go above and beyond and see how you can make him happier every time. Not just ki ek aur kuch kar aur wo happy. Okay. Then do the next thing which can make him much more happier, but do it in an organized manner. Ki, aaj tum, you're solving for something in a software and then you my cab booking, bhi karwa do. then you start a cab service. Don't do that but in an interconnected system do whatever you can to like make his life one chill hmm. that's just that
0: how to make
1: his life a them chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am very honestly like a lot of people do not even give a lot of thought to stuff they are just I see a lot of people and I also had that Like when I started I struggled heavily because of that same problem but look at the insights and always keep thinking on them and that will show you the next path that always helps awesome the failure awesome. failure ke hisab se mat dekho just kuch usme se seekh and implement karo like usse kya seekhe ho and what kya kar do a lot of exactly. people just give up exactly
0: your perfect yeah. example
1: <laughs> i just couldn't hear you there just clearly I just- I said you're the perfect example. To uh, yeah, example. Like I'm just trying. There are a lot of better examples than me out there. Uh, better, better, kuch nahi hota. <laughs> uh,
0: Everyone has different experience, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks a ton. Uh, it was great to have you and round two will I've written in my notes. So I'll, whenever ah, I have done the round Ping me or I'll ping you if I read in the news what I've written. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, definitely. And uh, this this is the kind of conversations I love. Yeah, like free-flowing, no Malam as a ready karka script and all. It it lets you malab, expose uh, a lot of things or like explain or bathroom. Like that's like a free flowing conversations are the best. Yeah, absolutely. I once got a
0: feedback uh, from one of the guys. He said that essay question where you can see it. <laughs> so there is no
1: agenda nothing it's just like let the thoughts run and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the best i did another one just a few days back and i loved it like when you give interviews your PR team kind of comes and says that you have to say this you have to say that it's like yeah you're just putting me in a cage <laughs> <laughs> do that
0: i'll keep crashing to the walls Founder ko bhi nahi sakte man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah this was super fun this was super fun likewise let me just stop uh, the